This is About Space, America's Return to Space, with news and information on our U.S. space program, is your host of About Space, David Denault. Welcome, and thanks for joining me today. For those of you who listened to our series on the search for extraterrestrial life, one report focused on the 1947 military expedition to the South Pole, led by Admiral Richard Byrd. Now, here is a portion of that program. In 1947, Admiral Richard E. Byrd led 4,000 military troops from the U.S., Britain, and Australia in an invasion of Antarctica called Operation High Jump. That is fact. It is undeniable. But the part of the story that is seldom told, at least in official circles, is that Byrd and his forces encountered heavy resistance from their Antarctic venture from what they referred to as flying saucers and had to call off the invasion. They were outmanned, outgunned. A battle between U.S. destroyers and UFOs? On March the 5th, 1947, the El Mercurio, a major Santiago, Chile newspaper, quoted Admiral Byrd in an interview. Admiral Byrd declared that it was imperative for the United States to initiate immediate defense measures against hostile regions. Furthermore, Byrd stated that, quote, he didn't want to frighten anyone unduly, but that it was a bitter reality in case of a new war the continental United States would be attacked by flying objects that could fly from pole to pole at incredible speeds. Admiral Richard Byrd. I am glad for this chance to tell you something about the top of the world and perhaps about something about the bottom of the world too. The South is as cold as people think the North is. Why did we explore. Why did we go to the top of the world? As long as there remains anything unknown on the face of this earth we live on, man is going to go after it to try to find out what it is, to attempt to conquer it, and to learn how to live in it. I myself think we have a good chance to avoid war. But if we, unfortunately, God forbid, do have a war, much of it will be fought across the top of the world, across the poles. It is very important that we get prepared to fight in the bitter cold and to utilize mechanized units there and to have bases uh, near the poles because it's a close and has strategic position with reference to our potential enemy. Interestingly, not long before he made these comments, the Admiral had recommended defense bases at the North Pole. Now, these were not isolated remarks. Admiral Byrd later repeated each of these points of view, resulting from 
he described as personal knowledge gathered both at the North and South Poles before a news conference held for in the International News Service. He was later hospitalized and not allowed to hold any more press conferences. And as they would say in the old tuning radio days, don't touch that dial. And because it's an almost X-File report on a crystal city under Antarctica. Next, as America and the world is listening to About Space Today. Ever dream of an island getaway at an all-inclusive resort or going on an island-hopping cruise to multiple island destinations? See sun-bleached beaches and swim in the azure waters of the Caribbean Sea. Call today for your special discount prices to your island getaway. This is a special offer for About Space by calling 877-747-8631 and let's go and explore the islands of the Caribbean. And here's where our story picks up. New accounts of Admiral Byrd and his encounters at the South Pole have been discovered in his personal diary. And here is what the History Channel found. August 1946. Esteemed U.S. Naval officer and explorer Admiral Richard Byrd, one of the first pilots to fly over both the North and South Poles, organizes Operation High Jump the largest expedition ever to travel to Antarctica. With 13 ships, 23 aircraft, and over 4,700 military personnel. One of the mission's official goals was investigating sites for potential military bases in Antarctica. But during his explorations, Admiral Byrd allegedly came upon something highly unexpected. This story is said to come from his diaries, not his published account of the trip, but something he held back and then later was suppressed by government authorities that found it frightening. In his diary, which was discovered by his son after his death, Admiral Byrd tells an extraordinary story. Admiral Byrd heard there was an entrance to the center of the earth through the South Pole and he took planes into the South, under the South Pole. And when he did that, he discovered that as he flew over the pole, suddenly he's looking at things that shouldn't be there. I mean, it was temperate. He had a squadron flew under the Earth, into the Earth. It turns into this lush and green area, and he can't even believe his eyes. But that's just the beginning of his extraordinary story. He tells how all of a sudden he starts to see a shimmering rainbow city that's made of crystal. His airplane is taken control of when he suddenly sees these flying disc-shaped objects around them that lead him to the ground. Whereupon he's escorted into a cavernous type of an area where he meets a being he refers to as the master in his diary. The master tells him that they're highly disappointed in what humans are doing with nuclear weapons, and how they've recently destroyed Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and they really are concerned about what is going on on the surface of the planet. They tell Admiral Byrd that they hope that humanity will ultimately stop this. For UFO researchers, this account from Admiral Byrd's diary is particularly significant due to the fact that the modern UFO era began right after World War II 
and the detonation of the first atomic bombs. It has also been noted that a high number of UFO sightings have been reported in the vicinity of nuclear missile silos. Admiral Byrd's story is congruent with the stories that we hear from numerous uh, accounts of angelic or extraterrestrial type beings that are very concerned about what humanity is doing with nuclear weapons. Just ask the Air Force officers at the U.S. missile silos, the nuclear missile silos, that have seen their silos and their nuclear arms disarmed by what are perceived to be extraterrestrial beings. They are very concerned that we are ultimately not just going to destroy ourselves, but could harm our planet, which is their world as well. If Admiral Byrd's secret diary is authentic, does it reveal not only that there are highly advanced beings living inside the Earth, but also that they are monitoring what happens on the surface? According to the diary, after this incredible encounter, Admiral Byrd was eager to share his story, but was ordered to remain silent. Bird comes back after this experience. He is taken to a government compound where he is told that he is never to speak of this publicly and that everything he says is, is classified. So what do you think? And that's all that will matter about this strange account of a crystal city under Antarctica. Be sure to check our Facebook page, AboutSpace.today, for launches and landings, and invite your family and friends to listen each week. And join Don Meyer, Space Coast News Editor, this Friday for America in Space. And to all our listeners around the globe and here in the U.S., thanks for joining me. I'm David Denault, and this has been About Space Today.